Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez. And I'm here with David Lovell, my good friend from the UK. David, finally got you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are yeah. you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Uh spent the whole day shoveling, so I'm nice and refreshed. My arms are jacked. It's uh it's a wonderful time to be alive here in Winnipeg. We just got uh about 30 centimeters of snow uh in the last 36 hours so it's pretty crazy yes i saw the uh the picture of emily waiting for the bus <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had to go pick her up the bus uh took her to school but they wouldn't pick her up so um so yeah we uh this is a cup of joe with grandpa des as as you can see by the nice little logo that mike gilbert made me in the top uh right hand corner of your screen and uh, i've got my friend david here uh we just finished recording yesterday we did um our fourth canada show for his um facebook land uh show on mixcloud which is a music shows that david puts together and i want to ask you about that before we get into the meat of the show whatever that's going to be um and you i was just curious about how you started doing this because i really we only really i'd say became acquaintances and friends you know about a year ago and you've been doing these shows for you know, since the pandemic started, it, it, it appears. And then, you know, before that, you were obviously doing other shows because you're posting, you know, classic shows. And I'm just curious about how you got into that. Um, well, I, I started out in hospital radio. Okay. Uh, which is kind of, that's kind of the way most, I don't know how it is in Canada, but over here, you know, your sort of pathway to a career in radio starts with <laughs> hospital radio. Okay. So I started doing that in about 2009. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've then, talked about that on your shows. Yeah. I, I mentioned it quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've done internet radio shows from about 2010 till, till now. Obviously I did the show for CMR Nashville mm -hmm. every week, uh, two shows for them. And I started doing the Facebook land show, as you say, um, March of last year, everything shut down. Um, the job I was in at the time, I was uh, on what they call furlough. I don't know if you have that in Canada as well. Uh, where... We call it something else, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So basically you get paid to, to sit at home because you can't, you can't work because right. where I worked was, was shut down because of the, the pandemic. So um, I just started doing the shows and people were resting songs. So they, they were, they were in the same boat as me. They were all sat at home. <laughs> looking for things to do and i was kind of giving them some entertainment by playing them music they wanted to hear and it kind of just went from there and it's continued to be a real sort of labor of love you know to this point where okay the audience has changed a bit um you know folks like yourself and uh dan luke and and jeff hawkins and others from the face from the facebook group have now sort of become the audience the, mm -hmm. because it was, it was a it was a i mean some of the old some of the audience i had to begin with are still there but it has sort of evolved and changed but um yeah no I'm, it's still going from strength to strength uh, i've done you know nearly 450 shows now wow i uh when i'm listening to some of your old shows and and i hear some of the names and and it's like yeah i recognize that person i recognize that person but then there's some that i don't recognize but um i've enjoyed the shows um you made a show for me for my birthday and which I just, I was incredibly honored and, and, uh, and you know, and I'd seen your posts about the shows and I'd never actually clicked on them to listen to them. And I'm like, well, he made a show for my birthday. I got to listen to that. And well, then, yeah, you know, that, 
at the time when I did the uh, the show for your birthday, I really had no idea. I mean, we hadn't yeah. really talked no. much. And I just looked at your Facebook page and saw yeah. the artists that you liked, and some of them you didn't really, you weren't really a big fan of. But <laughs> no. like, uh, was it Tegan and Tegan yeah. and Sarah? I think randomly was on there. And yeah, but and, uh, um, but yeah, but, but, there was Garth Brooks. I mean, I think I played the dance, yep. which is uh, yeah, a you picked, you made some good picks. Even on the one, like even in Tegan and Sarah, like you picked a song that I didn't know, but I really liked. Um, it was, I think, something about something about awesome, and I just remember uh, liking it. Yeah, everything, everything is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. So I mean, I started listening, and then I started, um, you know, and I would request songs for for Emily if you had a a particular subject or um, you know, or artist that I knew she was familiar with or that she liked a certain song. And then she started liking listening to your show specifically to hear your name, her name, but then also the song. So it's like, it's a combination. Every time she hears you say, hello, Emily, she just loves that. And then, and then the song itself, you know, like, I mean, I pick songs that I know she likes. So, and I've sent you videos and stuff. So. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we've become, you know, I'd say quite good friends uh, over the years. Obviously, we've never met. Hopefully we'll we'll meet in person someday. And, uh, you know, we've had a few conversations over video and, and audio. Obviously, we do the um, Canada shows together and and we chat, you know, <laughs> a lot uh, every day. You know, I, chat, I talk to you probably more than just about anybody. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you, uh, you know, face to face here as it is. So uh, is there anything yeah, in particular I'm you wanted to talk about today? And also, I mean, just okay. to go back to what you were saying, um, there's not many people I would actually agree to do this with either, because I'm okay. I'm not uh, I'm not a video I'm an audio <laughs> guy I'm an audio yeah. guy I don't like video <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not keen on it Why would anyone Why would anyone want to sit and watch us? You know, I you know what <laughs> I agree with that, and I mean, and I'm I'm the same, and I've had conversations with our friend Garrett, you know, who's kind of my boss when it comes to the freelance uh, podcast I do, and I'm like, why would anybody want to watch us do video? But you know, people do, so I've actually I mean, put together, really well. you know, yeah, it's, it's all right. I've put together, you know, like a little bit of a background, so people hopefully aren't staring at my ugly face and they're looking at, you know, stuff in the background. And hey, what's that over there? You know, I'm mean, um, really. I need to work on oh, my background. I, but. You know why? <laughs> you do audio and you do great audio. You're, you're, you know what? The the quality of your audio is incredible. And I would say, like, even when I listen to your shows, I I skip through some of the songs, but I listen to every single word you say, and uh, you know, and, and the quality is is excellent, and it's gotten better. Because when I listen to the early shows, it, it I don't know if you've gotten a better mic or if you've just gotten better, if you're positioning yourself differently or what, but it's much better now than it was when it started. So, I mean, I always listen back to everything I do because that's the only way you get better. I mean, exactly. I, I think you've got you to, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, people say, well, why would you want to listen to yourself? But that's the only <laughs> way you, you, you get better is by listening and, and hearing. I'm, I made a mistake there and I could improve here and, yeah, so that's what I always like to listen back to everything I do. Um, sometimes you sort of groan a little bit, or especially the older shows, when you listen to them back, you're like, oh, what was I thinking there? I mean, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just evolve and get better over time, don't you? But um, so I, we you'd obviously, hope so. You'd well, hope you would so. hope so, yeah. 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 Uh, but obviously, we talk a lot about wrestling and a lot about music. What I wanted to talk about on this show, because you kind of threw it open to me to sort of choose what topic we talked about um i wanted to sort of go into a bit of detail about the sort of tv shows that we both oh, like awesome. because i think yeah. we might have a some similar interest there as well just based on what we've talked about in the group 
Well, you but, you yep. posted a gif, a gif or gif. I never know how to pronounce that, but of Ali McBeal. And uh, right. I know that's what I put the thought into my head because oh, you said okay. that was one of your top five favorite oh, yeah. shows. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah. And I've been asked on occasion and, uh, and actually that might be even a good starting point. Um, you know, I, and I obviously I don't have anything prepared. I don't know if you do, but, um, you know, when you talk about five and, and, you know, I don't know, it's interesting where you put that show, whether you put it as a comedy or a drama, I think I'd put it as a comedy. Um, you're obviously a fan of Alameda. What are you drinking? I got Tim Hortons. I've got some, uh, cider. Okay. That's Is it hard cider? Or? It's uh, it's a very sweet cider from uh, I think can you see it says Somerset cider on there. Oh yeah, yeah. I Somerset don't think we have is here. the um, the county I'm from here in the UK. Mm. But um, no, I mean I I really enjoy Ali McBill. I I, I um I was always a big fan of Robert Downey Jr. I thought he was a really oh. great actor, um, yeah. and I liked it when he came on board. But it, uh, more so the earlier ones. I think before he, he before he um came into it i really enjoyed the earlier ones more i think but um no if i had to pick like a favorite tv show i mean i always love cheers that's good um one. cheers is one of my favorites and then and then frasier as well both of those and um, i mean taxi i mean it wasn't it wasn't on the air for very long yeah it's like three years maybe. but it was the same writers as cheers i i believe I've yeah james burrows james burrows yeah, yeah 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 and um yeah, I mean, Taxi was what launched the career of like Danny DeVito. I mean, they they Tony done, Danza. I mean, him and Christopher Lloyd both have been in one for over the Cuckoo's Nest actually prior to oh, being wow. in Taxi. Andy but, Kaufman um, was on that show. Andy Kaufman, Judd Hirsch, Mary oh, Lou yeah. Hannah, who still looks great to this day, <laughs> and she must be nearly what must be in the seventies, maybe 60, even seventies. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Great, great show. Um, and uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld so a lot a of comedies, show. a lot of comedies. Yeah, yeah. But the, the first series of Twenty Four, that I, I thought the first series of Twenty Four was great. I mean, the other series are great too, but that first series was about as perfect a TV show as you can, as you can probably get. I don't know if you ever saw Twenty Four, but oh yeah, yeah, it, from, right from the start. I mean, when when people ask me, and you know, and I've actually had this conversation with uh, Oliver Cop, who's is a good friend of both of ours, because he's uh, involved a lot in whatever tele whatever shows make television in Germany. He'll get screeners of those shows, and then you know they kind of look at them and decide, okay, will this get over with this audience or not? And then they decide. So he sees a lot of these shows before they're actually out there. And so when we've had these conversations, like, and and you know, at other times too, I've had them. And I always instantly go to dramas. I don't know why. Um, I think part of it might be to make myself look smart <laughs> because it's like, oh, you know, you want to pick a show that, you know, like is critically acclaimed. And so, you know, and, and it's not that I don't like these shows and I do, um, you know, like The Sopranos, um, Mad Men, I really like um, uh, The Shield is one mm -hmm. I just watched yeah. not that long ago. Um, I'm in the middle of watching um, The Wire right now. Because um, so the those... shield was um, going back to twenty four, yeah. Um, the guy that played the president in twenty four, David Palmer, was in. I think he was in the shield as well, wasn't he? He might have been. Um, yeah, I and yeah, yeah. Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, and uh, so you know that one was was one that I when I when I finished watching it, I couldn't believe. I would say out of all those in those genres, Mad Men is definitely the one that is right up my alley because I like the ones that have a little bit of humor um, and flawed characters. And I think that's why I like Alan McBeal so much as well. So in actuality, like I'm talking to you and I'm talking to a good friend, 
I would, there's no way I would not put Ally McBeal on that list. But if I'm trying to impress people, I leave Ally McBeal off the list <laughs> because I, I think it would be kind of maybe considered a guilty pleasure. All those shows you mentioned, I liked, and I probably watched every single one of them, every single episode of them. Um, I would also add shows like Modern Family to that list, mm -hmm. um, which which is another one that I watched all the way through. Roseanne was a big favorite of mine. Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and The Middle is one that not a lot of people talk about, but I think it was like an kind of almost like an updated version of Roseanne. Uh, you, the way you look at me, maybe haven't seen it. It stars. Um, right. Yeah, it's it was in the 2000s and it lasted for about eight years. And it had the um, the mother from Everybody Loves Raymond was the mother mm -hmm. on the show. And the dad was the um, the janitor on Scrubs. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. So it was the two of them. And they were basically just a Midwestern family with three kids. Uh, one of them was really smart. Uh, one of them was a jock and the other one was like a smart female that was, you know, like socially awkward. So you had kind of the, 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 the sitcom tropes and, and it lasted like a long time. I really, really enjoyed that show. Um, they kind of just, the kids grew up and when that happens, the show was kind of over, <laughs> you know, it started out, the kids were all like teenagers and I think the youngest was like maybe seven. And by the time it ended, they were all like adults. So it's kind of hard to do that show uh, when, when they're like that, but they, you know, they were poor, you know, and, and it was very real. And I, so I kind of like that. That's what I liked about Roseanne too. Um, and then like, so in terms of like UK, like I know some of these shows were based on UK shows and some of them were direct ripoffs. Like the office, for instance, mm -hmm. was, I think season one was like, every show was like a scene for scene dialogue yeah. remake. Right. The original office, the UK office, only ran for like two series. But obviously, the American one has gone on and on and on. Yeah, uh, they're, they're both great. I mean, I, I enjoy both the American and the, the British version of both of them. And that doesn't always happen because you watch American versions of British sitcoms and they don't work at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, very few of them have actually been successful. Three's Company was um, was a remake of a British sitcom, I believe, wasn't it? I believe so. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But um, yeah. did you ever see, speaking of UK shows, did you ever see Faulty Towers? Yes. Uh, John yeah. Cleese, right? John Cleese from Multi yeah. Python. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. So CBC here in Canada, which is the public broadcaster, they air a lot of, um, of UK shows, or they did. I haven't really watched a lot of CBC in the last few years. But um, like Coronation Street was, the last oh, time okay. I checked was still airing. Like, I don't know if it's even still on, but if it is, I'm sure it's Oh, there. it has. I mean, it's been going since about 1960. Yeah, so it's Sunday mornings in the in Canada here. I don't know when it airs over there, but... Um, it airs too often. <laughs> it's, okay. it's on like three, three times a week. Okay, okay. So, so it may yeah. be here too. You know, I, I just, I know when I've seen it. But then we've actually gotten, you know, even in Canada, there's a lot of Canadian shows. Probably the most famous one is um, Schitt's Creek. And right. I'm not swearing yep. by saying that because it's nope. S C H I T T apostrophe S not that we're not allowed to swear in this show, but, um, and that, so that one's won some, uh, Emmys and, um, and then, uh, Mr. D's is a show that just got picked up by Amazon prime. So I think it's going to get some, uh, critical claim soon. Um, it stars a guy, uh, Gary D's who's a comedian and he's a teacher and the show's actually done, but, but it's being put onto prime, Amazon prime. So I think it's going to get some. Uh, love and then you know SCTV was big in the in the 80s that's kind of a Saturday Night Live type show 
with Canadian actors. So a lot of like stars that nobody knew back then became stars later. John Candy was on that show. Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, um, all got their starts on that show. Um, and then, you know, so as people from S from the second city comedy troops. So, um, Back to Alan McBeal for a second. You brought up Robert Downey, and and I loved him on that show too. He's one of my favorites. I, you know, it's one of the only people who, if he's in a movie, my wife and I will both go watch. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. And uh, I thought that show kind of jumped the shark in the last season when they brought on John Bon Jovi as the house painter. <laughs> if you remember that, yes, um, I do, yeah. And then he didn't sing like the everyone else in that show <laughs> sang except for the main character, and then him. And he, you know, and Robert Downey Jr. sang, and he's got, he had a great. Well, he voice. sang with Sting, didn't he? He sang yeah. with, um, yeah, brought Sting up on stage. Yeah. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, he did the, uh, the, um, the river, great version of that song. Oh, or, the Joni Mitchell song. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant version. I played that yeah. on a few of my Christmas shows. Yeah. We'll request um, it this time because it's one of Ann's favorites. So, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a, so your trouble with Robert Downey Jr. in recent years, he's only sort of done Iron Man and and, and Sherlock Holmes. And that doesn't show the versatility that the no. guy has because he's such a versatile actor. And unfortunately, when he was showing that range, he was in a different place in mm -hmm. terms of obviously with drug issues and what have you. But but yeah, I mean, he's a tremendous actor, one of the best actors of our, of our time, I would say. I uh, I saw a meme the other day of Robert Downey Jr. and it was perfect. I'll send it to you. I was just looking for it, but he said uh, in this meme, I, uh, I I every so often I feel like I want to have a drink with dinner, but then I remember I have plans for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know that pretty much sums it up. Um, and and it's funny because uh, our friend Steve, who we're going to be recording a show with shortly, yeah. Um, so after him, we him, wrap up here, we'll be doing yeah. a uh, full gear preview yeah. show. Uh, yeah. But um, I keep looking at that Blues Brothers uh, picture yeah. behind you, and uh, we're I, on I a mission we'll from God. Transition into films as well a yeah. little bit. We can talk yeah. about our favorite we got films. A, few more minutes. I think a lot of our favorite films will be the same as well. Blues uh, Brothers but, right up there. <laughs> oh, it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Dan Aykroyd. I mean, you were talking about the. Um, was he on that show as well, or did he? Did he sort of? He, he was a big. Uh, he was I'm a, trying to think. I don't think so. No, because no, he, he was a regular on Saturday Night Live, though, wasn't he? Yeah, and that was before years. SCTV. So oh, he may before, have done a cameo. Uh, oh. Martin Short was on the show. Uh, oh, he yeah. yeah, he was all over that show. He started his Ed Grimley character on on that show, so that he brought that over to Saturday Night Live a few years later. Um, but, but yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the Blues Brothers, that's, that's got to be up there. But, I mean, what are your sort of top three or four favorite films? Rocky Four is a big one, and uh, right. they just did the re-release um, for whatever reason. it's Most people hate, you know, that like Rocky, that's their least favorite. But for me, it's my favorite. Can't really explain why. Forrest Gump, um, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Dazed, Dazed and Confused is is a big mm. one for me. If, yeah. if I'm flicking through channels and I see that show, I just don't stop i just keep watching until it's over and then one that not a lot of people will mention and it's just a pet favorite of mine is a movie called with honors um that was in the early 90s it starred joe pesci and brendan Fraser, and okay. uh yeah and it was um it was a movie set in um harvard and joe pesci played like a vagabond that was really really smart and he kind of befriends this group of really smart kids and they end up helping him get his, you know, get a, 
uh, some sort of a degree or a credit or something at Harvard. And it's just a very touching movie. And I, I, I paid to see it like three times in the theaters. Like I just, I cried over and over what again in the movie like with honors with honors yeah yeah okay uh, one of brendan fraser's best acting performances i think so that was before um, he became sort of big because oh, yeah. I, I think his, his yeah. big breakthrough was probably the mummy and i think uh, so yeah and this would have been a few years before that um and there was a couple other josh charles was in that one um i can't think of the woman was um uh she's she's been a bunch of other stuff too um so it was like a lot of younger actors that became you know famous kind of later on uh, and then joe pesci was obviously the big star of the movie at the time but it was a more serious like there's obviously some comedy in it you can't not do comedy with joe pesci but it was probably his most dramatic role i would think because even in like movies like goodfellas he was like almost like the comic relief in those movies so he in this one he was it was serious as well as comedy so i really like yeah, that. Joe about- pesci re- really added a lot to the lethal weapon films oh I mean, yeah i thought yeah. the first i mean the first lethal weapon was good but when they added joe pesci i thought all four films i mean a lot of people say the you know the, like the third and the fourth maybe weren't as good but i enjoyed all four of those movies I liked three the um, best personally, but I mean, I have weird tastes good, yeah. like for the Star Trek movies. I think the one I liked was like the fourth where they came back into the 80, like into the present time. Like, for oh, me, was, that, that, was that that wasn't the one where they had Captain Kirk and John? I think Picard. so. Maybe. Oh, Generation. Maybe. I think it's called Generations. Maybe. I don't know. The one yeah. I just remember they came back in time to like now. And that's why I liked it uh, because I wasn't a big Star Trek fan. So I, I and I had a girlfriend at the time that. I think it was like our only date and we went and saw that movie and then we broke up. So I, and I didn't like her that much. So that's what kind of why I have fond memories of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, I mean, you, you mentioned Shawshank Redemption. That's, that's one of my favorite films. Um, and I put the green mile. Oh yeah. There. And I, I, you talk about crying at um, mm-hmm. uh, that mo- the movie. Uh, what was it called again? Your um, with honors. Yeah, with honors. Yeah, you mentioned crying at with honors, but I mean the Green Mile. I mean, who hasn't seen that movie and cried? Um, and I mean, Stand by Me. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. all three of those films: Shawshank, Green Mile, Stand by Me, are all based on Stephen King. Yeah, and you had that yes. on your um, one of your surprise shows. One of the surprise shows. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And we yeah. we got it. We got it on this on the Stand by Me song actually, which not a lot of people realize that that's a Stephen King short story um but uh yeah i that um stand by me wow great cast great great yeah. movie i've, I've seen that I mean, one a number of I times mean, the best of them all was probably river phoenix and so yeah it's, it's really, really a, a great tragedy what happened with him but yeah um but around the same time that Corey feldman did stand by me also did the goonies but you haven't se- i don't think you've seen the nope. goonies have you no i it's no. one of those ones that i just never got around to great soundtrack um, love Cindy Lauper's uh, theme song. Love the video that yeah. had all the wrestlers in it, uh, Captain Lou yeah. and Roddy Piper and a few others, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, and in anything like recent, like I mean, I like the the. I don't really see a lot of newer movies, but I, we we really like the um, like the Iron Man movies and. Uh, yeah, I've know, seen and, I've seen quite a few of those. Um, I'm not. I can't remember the last time I went to the cinema. It's been a. It's been a few years since I last went to the cinema. Yeah, I, I don't. I love films, but I just never really sort of sit down and watch them. Uh, for we we reason. went and saw on the recommendation of our friend who I haven't talked to much lately. I haven't seen him around, but Darren Wadsworth recommended that we see um, Suicide Squad, and we really really liked that movie. So um, 
you know, I would, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to watch that's relatively recent, I'd, I'd recommend that one. Great, great comedy in that movie and action. So it was right up our alley. Uh, we loved it. So. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the Avengers movies for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Avengers movies were great. And the so, first yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I didn't think the second one was quite as good, but the first Guardians of the Galaxy... I haven't seen really those good. movies, but Anne saw them on a plane flight and recommended that I watch. So I, I do have that on my list of movies I got to see. Right now, I have to watch this movie called Home for the Holidays that I've never heard that's, of. Because... That's got Robert Downey Jr. No, isn't no, it? this is a different one. I maybe, oh, maybe I, got, I might have the title wrong. I have the director of that of that movie coming on my show in two weeks, and he oh, sent okay. me yeah, a link. There was a there was a home for the holidays that was that was like years ago in like the 90s with yeah robert Downey jr and jody foster i want to say maybe as well yeah i think um, you're right i'm just but, looking uh, to see what he sent me a screener copy of the movie and i'm supposed to watch it before we do the interview uh what is it called yeah, it's called home for the holidays or no okay. sorry sorry hope for the holidays hope for the holidays yeah okay. so it's it's um i think it's got it's a he's a christian so it's you know one of the one of those movies that has like a lot of christian actors and probably a positive theme and you know no swearing or anything like that in the movie so uh yeah i gotta watch that and then i'm gonna be talking to him and on the show in two weeks so um so i think we're just about out of time we went a little bit longer than what i said we were going to but that's fine um and we got to record a show right away so um and i mean the plug has been going across the bottom the whole time so yeah. hopefully people will uh, check out your shows um we just recently put up that canada show yesterday as we're recording so this this will air monday so it was last thursday but yeah, so as it's also tonight so tonight if it's monday's recording this it's a two for show and yep. it's barry white and hart yeah hart who is one of my wife's favorites in fact her profile picture on facebook will often be me, her, and Anne and Nancy Wilson. So a rose between three thorns. <laughs> uh, that's an inside joke. And then, uh, yeah, there's uh, my Patreon and then our YouTube channel at Fight Game Media. So, you know. Um, so, yeah. So thank you, David, for coming on. And for Pleasure David. Pleasure was online. Uh, it was mostly mine, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, so for uh, David, I am Grandpa Dez, and this has been... Cup of Joe with Grandpa Des. And that's a wrap. What? Cup of Joe with Grandpa Des. And I'm here with my good friend, J.D. By God Oliva. J.D., how you doing, buddy? I'm good. That By God thing is going to stick, huh? <laughs> hey, I think I used it when we co-hosted the Impact Show together that one time, too. So You did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, my, Mike. That's going to be my, a thing yeah, forever. Yeah. Hey, it works. It works. <laughs> so uh, you're uh, just coming off uh, wrestling practice, I hear. Yeah. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays are long. We have high school wrestling practice in the afternoon, and then we have little kids practice at night. And my five-year-old son, it's his first year, so I'm in charge oh, of the five, wow. six-year-olds now, and it's uh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's cool. It's horrible. But it's cool. <laughs> it is, but yeah. five-year-olds don't listen, and I'm used to, like, really high-level high school kids who barely Fair listen, enough. and uh, this is this is a challenge, but it's fun. It's fun being there with my little guy, watching him figure this stuff out, so mm -hmm. it's a good time. So the gimmick is uh, you're having a cup of joe, but in this case, I'm drinking water, but it's in a Winnipeg I, Jets cup. I have iced tea, so we're hey. close. 
I've That's never right. drank caffeine. I've never drank a cup of coffee in my entire life. Really? Never. Oh. I can't stand the smell. I, okay. I like. I, I can't do it. Like it's. I've never had one. So I got hooked on coffee uh, when I was like 17 and working in a telemarketing office and it was free. So that's basically why. And uh, I used to just, just load that stuff with so much cream and sugar. It wasn't even funny, but now I drink it black and uh, I can't function without it. So, but uh, I've had four cups already today, like big cups. So yeah, I'm good with water right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So in addition to being, as you see on the scroll on the bottom there, a bestselling author and a podcast host, you're also a, a wrestling coach and, mm -hmm. Man, you're a man of many trades and uh, and successful at all of them. Uh, you you know, so you've been uh, you guys had a really strong year last year, from what you told me. Uh, last year was weird for us with the COVID and all. We didn't start. Our, normally, we're a winter season, but this okay. past year we uh, we couldn't get started till late spring. So normally we go from November to February. This year we went from uh, May to no, I'm sorry, we went from April to June, and that was very different for us. But, okay. Uh, we did all right, you know. Um, we we've been in the top fifty for the country the last couple of years. We we probably could have been this year, but with things being the way they were, you know, they just weren't paying enough attention to Illinois teams. And you know, we had some kids with injury with major injuries that were just like, yeah. you know, just take the year, you know. Recover, is that you no? Know. Is that high school or junior college? I coach at a high school actually. Okay, okay. So top fifty of high schools is mm -hmm. that's pretty big. Yeah, it like, is. There's a lot of high schools in in the United States. I would imagine like yeah, probably like ten thousand. I'm I'm very fortunate to uh, to be in the school to coach in the school that I do. We've got a lot of really high motivated kids. Like I've got uh, got eight seniors on our team this year. I think five of them will wind up wrestling in Division One colleges. Wow! It's uh, I'm very very lucky. This is this is our group. Like next year we've got yeah. a lot of rebuilding to do, but this is kind of like this is the year, man. We got a lot of good kids, so we'll see what happens. Well, I'll be following you for sure. Um, so I, I asked you to do this and I'm, I'm happy you took the time and no, no, I think you've watched a few of the shows. Yeah. Um, was there anything in particular you wanted to talk about or just, you know, wherever the conversation took us? I know I, sometimes I like, people have an idea and sometimes they don't, you know, I like just going where the conversation goes. I like that. Okay, uh, cool. I'm always, cool. I'm always wanting to talk about books. I like talking about yeah. wrestling. I like talking about sure. whatever, you know, I'm, I so, like bullshit. Okay, good. Because I just like I wanted to make sure before we got too deep into it that like if you had something you wanted to talk about and then we didn't get to it, I wanted to make sure that didn't happen. So books is a good place to start yeah, let's do because it. Um, I mean you're obviously you've written a ton of books and um, my uh, I re actually recorded it last night, but my guest that I'm going to have on Friday is another probably more like you that's had multiple books um, and I would imagine you guys probably couldn't be in more different in the content mm -hmm. of your books um uh darlene Schacht. um so she um she's uh does like kind of in the christian devotional kind of books uh she does so it's it's almost like self-help like that sort of thing um but she's also done a biography that she co-wrote with uh candace cameron Bure. Oh, cool. Um, from Full Very House. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was her probably most famous one, but but actually not the most successful one, as I found out. Um, so, yeah. So she's going to be on. So I, that's kind of why I wanted you on this week, because, you know, we'll get authors back to back. So um, I because that kind of fascinates me. Like I wrote one book and I wrote it in 2005. I'll have to sometime when we meet in person, I'll, I'll bring you a copy because I think you'll like it. Um, the subject was um, wrestling, actually, cool. and yeah, it's a novel. And the main character of the novel is um, a wannabe professional wrestler who wins a lottery and starts his own wrestling company. So in a way, huh. it's kind of like Tony Khan, you know, except for he gets involved as well. But he also has issues with addiction. 
And so, yeah, so this was a story that I had in my head. And a lot of the book is autobiographical because I've had issues with, um, with addiction. Okay. I haven't won a lottery and I haven't started a wrestling company. So obviously that part. And then there's a few other things. So when people read the book and they know it's semi-autobiographical, they'll be like, did this happen? Did that happen? And there's one key thing that absolutely did not happen. But um, that's one of the first ones people ask me about because they're worried that maybe it did. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's um, I was really proud of it. Um, and it was super easy, um, believe it or not. And and you've written books and you maybe you don't believe it. But for me the story was in my head. Mm -hmm. So I just had to write it down. Mm -hmm. And so it took me like maybe three months to write the whole book. And then maybe another three months of editing. Um, and my good friend, Doug Humphreys, uh, who's in our Viking group, you, he rarely comments, but he reads a lot of it. He did the editing and he did the illustration for the cover. And, um, and again, was really proud of it. I mean, I sold like a hundred copies, like it wasn't a big deal or anything, but it came out around the time of the Eddie Guerrero death. And so there were some okay. parallels there. Um, so wrestling fans really enjoyed it. The, That's the ones, cool. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to ask you then is for you, like, I mean, because you're you're clunking out these books like crazy. And, and, you know, and obviously you work like super hard at it. And you even referred to it as like, it's basically your job. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to the coaching, you know, and the, the in podcast hosting is, you know, for what we pay, it's definitely not a job or for what we get paid. <laughs> um, it's a know. hobby with benefits as well. Yeah. Right? As I, mean, I just tried to my wife. We get a few bucks, but mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So how, like for your process, like how, like how, how do you get these books out? Like how much time would you say you spend on one book and like, how long are they? Um, it's weird. I, I never wanted to be an author. I just kind of, it's, it's kind of like evolved. I wanted to be in film. And um, okay. around the same time you wrote your book, I made my first movie. And oh, wow. I did, it was about amateur wrestling, a super low budget feature. And, you know, it went okay. And then I made a, a, a little short gothic horror feature in 2008 in New Orleans and, you know, SAG Union and all that stuff. And we spent some money on it. And then by the end of the process, I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. This is awful. I hate, I hate my life. I hate everything about this. And it's kind of weird. It's like, well, what do you do when you wake up one day and you think you've got you, you're like knocking on the door of having the dream you want, but you like, it like dread it and you don't, you found that you don't like it. The thing you've worked at your whole life. So it's wow. really taken me a while to figure out what to do from there. And I got into comics. I was writing comics for a long time and um, <clears throat> I had a rotten string of luck with just finding collaborators that were, uh, either flaky or not um not will not uh super expensive or not willing to uh, finish jobs and then i had one where we had i had an offer for a comic back in 2014 that they loved the pitch and the artist died so that was kind of like oh. one of those what the hell like i just i couldn't get it going and then i got a guy from dc reached out to me and we were talking back and forth and i'm like okay there's a good chance they're gonna say no what's the plan tomorrow if they say no? So I really started researching being fully independent and what to do. And that kind of led me into, I met a guy who does comics and writes books. And I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. You know, I've got tons of ideas in my head. So it took me about three years to write my first novel. Wow. You know, it just the discipline. I just didn't have yeah. the discipline. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't know what I was doing. And then, um, you know, when I jumped all in, because I really, when I finally finished it and went through the process, I loved it. I'm like, this is, this is the best. Like I could just do this. And then um, when I did it, I remember 2017, I did NaNoWriMo, which is going right now. So November 2017 is national novel writing month. And the challenge is to write a novel in a month. Right. Oh, and wow. the idea is if you can, if you can knock out uh, 2000 words a day, you can write a 60,000 word novel. 
So I did that in 2017 and I taught myself how to write. And now it takes me about, um, if I write a 60,000, 50, 60,000 word novel, it'll take me about five weeks. Like I'm not like wow. I, to do that. I mean, um, so what have I got? I got eight, nine books out. Some of them are novels. Some of them are novellas, you know, with a couple short stories. But the longest book I've written was 104,000 words. And that took me about two and a half months to write the first draft on. And then um, the shortest one I wrote is probably 52,000. And that took me, that's what it took me three years. Yeah. Is the shortest book I ever, is the shortest book I wrote. But now I can, um, I don't know, I'm in the process of writing one right now. It's probably going to be about 80,000 words when it's all done. And it's, uh, it's probably taking me, it'll probably be about two months just because like with the writing with the pie, with the, with Viking and stuff like that. And with Russell Joy, the place I write yeah. for it, it kind of slows me down. And, um, you know, there's just times of the year I can, I can get a lot out and there's times of the year I can't get as much out, but like I try to lock away cause I've, I've got myself trained where I can write a thousand words in 40 minutes. And I set I, my, I set my timer yeah. for 40 minutes. I write, I don't look at the internet. I just write for 40 minutes and then usually it's about a chapter and that's it. So I do about three of those every day and that's, that's my writing. Like wow. 3000 words a day. So I think mine was probably around 40,000 because it's, um, I mean, it, it, you can read the book in probably two hours, um, you know, cover to cover if you don't put it down. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if I, I probably counted at one point, but I'm old man and I forgot it. Um, but even with me, like when I write an article, you know, and we both write for websites, I didn't mm -hmm. mention that. Um, and you, your stuff is like really good. I'm, Thank you. I'm just, you know, no problem. I, I love, especially when you do features, um, my, me, I'm just, I'm more of a, you know, analysis and stuff like that, but you know, I've done the odd feature. Um, the one I, I was proud of the Misha Tate piece I did for fight a little while ago. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, but for me, like I spend so much time just like figuring out what words I want to use and stuff like that. So like, I can't, I can't even fathom what you're talking about, but I mean, it sounds cool. And, and I guess if I was really dedicated to it, um, we, we could probably, here's a comment from our buddy, Larry. Hey, um, <laughs> um, so I, if I could train myself, but for me, like I wanted to do a second book and then, you know, maybe even more, but it was just, the first one was so easy that I, I think I was spoiled. And then, and actually like the way the book ends, it would be tough to do a similar book. So yeah. I would have to do a completely different, and I know yours like similar themes and I'm, I imagine even similar characters and in a lot of them. Um, you know, cause you got the house, the house of Jericho and, books of Jericho. Um, yeah, and yeah. you've got a few Jericho books. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So the movies thing I wanted to come back to, cause mm -hmm. I didn't know about that about you and you should, uh, next week I actually have a director on, uh, he's cool. got a holiday movie coming out. Yeah. And Very he wants nice. me to watch it. And I'm like, I'm a little intimidated by that. Uh, but you know, cause I, I don't know if he realizes, you know, like how many people are actually going to watch this and it's not a whole hell of a lot, but maybe with him on it, it will be. Um, so his movie's called hope for the holidays. I think it's like probably like a Christian movie probably. would be my guess based yeah. on who, who I was hooked up with. So, or hooked up with to him by, uh, which is my aunt. Um, so yeah. Uh, Dar that's Darlene. So yeah, I, um, I'm a little intimidated by that, but 
so I, I maybe, uh, you know, I'll think about what you were saying and, and maybe kind of take it in that direction about how he, how he got into it and stuff like that. So when you were making these movies, um, were you just producing them or were you writing them? Were never, you doing any on camera work or no, just... no, no, I don't. Oh, like, okay. Um, I never thought I'm not an actor or anything like that. Uh, yeah. I wrote, like I wrote scripts cause that's just, you kind of had to, and I directed yeah. and I, I, my normal job, I don't do it as much anymore, but I did for a long time as I do a lot of video editing. Okay. Um, so that's so I would do all that. So I would pretty much control a story and it's cheaper that way. Yeah, so, yeah, of, I mean, course, like, of course. You're controlling the whole creative process. And I enjoy writing a lot and I enjoy editing. And I really came to hate being on set. That stuff intimidates me, like the whole editing and producing part. <laughs> like whenever I end up like being asked to do stuff like that, like I, I had a gig with um, uh, What Culture. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago and then part of that was editing and i just like, i just know <laughs> i so i mean i love having an editor like our guy justin your co-host on high mm -hmm. tension oh, like yeah, i yeah. i could I, I wouldn't write like if if i didn't have an editor like because i need an editor i need an editor too and i think yeah. if justin's listening justin will agree with me yeah i'm i need <laughs> i definitely need someone to look over my work because my brain moves yeah. faster than my fingers um I, I just I got video. I'm really good at video editing, but as far okay. as like copy editing and stuff like that, no, 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 well, it, you can't. That. It's it's almost impossible to edit it your is. own work. Um, it is, yeah, because you you will miss things for sure. And even in my book, like Doug spent two months editing it, and then he sent it back to me, and then I found mistakes I hadn't seen the first time. So then I sent them back to him, and then we've both found stuff that we both missed. So I mean, it was mm -hmm. literally a back and forth. Because I was basing it on real characters, like, and I don't know if, if this has ever happened to you, but I was using the real names a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and you kind of slip them in, you know, by accident. So it uh, happens. Like, I mean, um, I, I'll have like inspirations in my head. Like I write in a program called Scrivener, which is really cool. Cause like it has, um, it has options where you could like build characters and stuff like that. And like, silly enough, you could put a picture in. and then the first time I saw it, I'm like, that's stupid, but I used it all the time now. Cause it just helps me visualize who someone is. So like, when I'm picturing the story in my head, I, I can see the guy. And oftentimes yeah. like I'll do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll have someone in mind for somebody and like, I'll try to dance around a name a little bit or if I'm inspired by someone's name, I'll take it. But I try not to take people's names because you never know, yeah. unless I take that back when I do Kickstarters, I've done Kickstarters for a bunch of my books. Oh I'll, you, yeah. I'll sell, I'll <laughs> yeah. sell the name. And yeah. I've, yeah. I've made a couple, I've made decent money having people willingly sell me their names for murder victims. So that's always fun. Yes, Larry, that was my cat, Smokey. <laughs> I made an unscheduled appearance. Uh, he's a big fan of JD. Uh, you know, he listens to the Brace for Impact pod. So uh, shout out to Smokey, who is not here anymore. Um, yeah, that's a cool idea. Like, uh, you know, and for me, like, I, yeah, I would be, because he would call me up and he'd say, oh, who is, uh, you know, who is Roxanne supposed to be again? And then, or, or, you know, he'll, it was actually the other way around. Like, who is Anne, my wife? Like, who is she supposed to be? And then I'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so. And then he'd be like, okay, I got to change that. And then so he finally figured out the, because this is the early days of, you know, the internet and Word and all that. And like, you know, the F2 thing, like find, <laughs> find, you know, this, replace with that. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, that was a godsend. So that got us through everything. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was curious about that. When I learned you were an author, I, it was like, yeah, we shared that. We shared the podcasting and That's obviously cool. the, the wrestling, you know, thing, being a fan. I, um, I've been told like, you know, that I could or should have got into like wrestling, not the, 
like the wrestling you're doing, but like actual like pro wrestling. I shouldn't say actual like fake wrestling. Um, but I have a bleeding disorder and that was just not an option for me. Yeah. But I mean, and, and I just figured I was getting conned because of the size and cause I'm not a huge guy. But then when I actually went to some indie shows and saw like how small some of these guys were, and this is even back, you know, it probably would have got worse. Like in a dressing room now, I'd be one of the bigger dudes, but back in the mid nineties, um, the, you know, at the local indies, they were small, you know, um, you know, my buddy Doug is like six one, and at the time he was probably like two forty five. He was a monster. You know, they'd have built him at six four three hundred. So well, I'm about five nine. Yeah. And uh, when I was wrestling in college, I was walking around about 200, 205, something like that. I wrestled one hundred ninety seven pounds. So my brother and I would go to these indie shows, Windy City Wrestling in Chicago, and they would like come up to us and be like, "You guys should train here." And we were like, "Come on, man!" Like at yeah. the time, like I was a fan. But, like, I, I was trying to explain this to Mike the other day. Like, there's this giant chasm between amateur wrestling and pro wrestling. And, like, Kurt Angle was one of the first guys to make it acceptable for yeah. people from my world to go. Because for years, I didn't tell people I watched wrestling. <laughs> like, it was just, like, that would have – you get shunned. Yeah. Like, it wasn't until, like, Steve Austin made it, like, cool that I was like, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan. And, and then it was And then, cool, I guess, man. Kurt Angle would have made it, like you said, okay for, you know, people in your world. Kurt was my hero long yeah. before he ever stepped in a WWF ring. Long so you'd like, be so you'd be like Chad Gable size, maybe maybe a little bigger. Uh, probably a little. I'm, I'm probably heavier, definitely. Than me. we're yeah. probably about the same height. Like uh, okay. we got Chaz is uh I'm or not Chaz friend. Betts, yeah, yeah, that's I'm his not, name, right? Yeah, that's his name. We're I'm, I'm I know his brother pretty well, and we have we we roll in similar circles. Some I'm, I'm a Greco guy, but I've never met Chaz. Uh, okay. He he. We have a lot of friends, and I've gone to many a WWE show because I'm friends with friends of Chaz's, but uh. He's similar to that. Like he's one of those. He's unique. Like now you're starting to see a lot more guys from the amateur world move over to WWE because yeah. they're more open to it. But even now, like it's it's rare. It's super yeah. rare to see good guys, especially like transition over. Well, they're going to be more into UFC probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Even but even back in the day before there was a before MMA was like something legitimate you could do. It just it just didn't really yeah. happen. Like if you're a high level amateur. Like you're probably either gonna coach or get a sales job or something like that. Like it just it didn't it didn't happen. Like maybe guys from high school would do it, but rarely well, would you see guys from college. Well, and they're not even, you know, I mean, they're both called wrestling, but I mean, they're not even close to the same thing. I mean, there are certain skill sets that you can use that can transfer over from one to the other. But I would argue that there's other sports that lend themselves more to pro wrestling than than actual amateur wrestling does i don't think you're wrong about that and that's one of my favorite things like um i'll enjoy trolling on occasion one of my favorite things to do is people say well this wrestling doesn't look real and i'm like you know the wrestling you watched in the <laughs> 80s doesn't look real either none yeah. of the stuff that you like like a monkey flip is not actually going to take anyone down to the mat like i i yeah. and I, I enjoy trolling people like that because like when you've actually when you've actually like done any sort of combat sport and I've got a lifetime of wrestling and judo and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like I can tell you what's, what's legit and what isn't. That's why for me, it's like, it's like two completely different halves of my brain. Like I would never watch a wrestling match and be like a pro wrestling match and be like, well, that, that would never work. Cause it doesn't even, it doesn't even enter my mind. Same as when I watch amateur wrestling, like I don't think about it the way I would watch pro wrestling, which is what's interesting with someone like a Gable Stevenson. Like everyone's like, Oh, he's gonna make it. He's gonna be great. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. Oh, let's yeah. see, man. He, he's he's um a good athlete, very good athlete, not the most dynamic speaker. So I'm no. kind of 
I'm a little more bullish than most people on him. I think there's other guys that are that would make the transition a lot easier. AJ Ferrari from Oklahoma State being a big one, but I don't know, man. Like I said it's 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 a big transition from amateurs to pros. So it never it never even occurred to me to to try to pro wrestle. He's got the look and the size, yes. uh, but other than that, and but I mean in that company, that's probably the two most important things. You know? I don't know if he, he's not that he's like six one, which is oh, a good okay. in real life. It's a good yeah. sized dude. Okay. But in WWE, he's not gonna be that Just big. Like Big E, like not yeah, even maybe not, a little bit taller. Not as thick as Big E. Yeah, not of near course. as thick as Big E. He so he's gonna have to put on some 60. weight, maybe. Yeah, and he's a little, you know, it's uh it's is it I don't see it as the slam dunk that other people yeah. do. I think he's I think he could actually be really good in the ring, mm-hmm. but doing like WWE type of stuff. So you you know. think he'd be better suited for like AEW or even New Japan? I skill set wise, yes. Yeah. Would he want to do that? Definitely right. not. No, no, he wants to be famous. Absolutely. And anyone <laughs> yeah. anyone that makes the jump from yeah. amateur to pros is gonna want to be famous, yeah. with the exception of like a Cal Jack or something like that. Dudes who just love pro wrestling, and there are guys like that, but they're few and far between. That woman that uh, came out with him at uh, yeah, WrestleMania stock, or yeah. SummerSlam, yeah, she mm-hmm. looks like she's got something like she, that. She's so she has man, she had such a great summer. She won the Olympic gold. She's got this dynamic magnetic personality. She's a fantastic yeah. athlete and she's like super likable. Like she's um little I don't want to term flighty wouldn't use, but I mean like she's uh different. Like she's okay. she kind of she would fit in very, very well. And I think they would do a great job of um of fitting her into their system. I think okay. she would be, I think she would be great. That's, I mean, what I got out of watching the two of them, and really it was probably my first exposure to Gable Stevenson, mm-hmm. other than like some of his Twitter posts. Um, I just thought, you know, she looks like she's going to make it and him, I wasn't 100% positive. And then I started listening to you and other people that know a little bit more than me about amateur to pro and then thinking, okay, you know, just cool the brakes on this guy just a bit. She's not done either, though. Like she's yeah, like, she's got this, she's got another Olympic cycle, right? She could she could do it. Well, the Olympics is only three years from now, so she right. could she easily could do another cycle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like Gable, Gable going out is not a surprise because everybody kind of figured he was done yeah. after this cycle anyway. And there's a and I just wonder too where where his head's really at because he'll talk about well, I want to play football, I want to fight, I want to do this or that. And he's a kid, he's 21, so yeah. he's got the athletic ability to do whatever he wants. I just as a skeptical WWF person, I don't know if he's going to be enjoying the, the rigmarole of WWE and then they're going to thrust him right on raw. Like yeah. he's not going to be able to time the NXT. I mean, it's yeah. really, I don't see him being set up for success. I hope I'm wrong. Cause I, yeah. I, I'm a fan. I loved watching him wrestle. Like we were talking about him today in practice, just like his use of heavy hands and snapping people down. Like he might be the best at all of all time at doing that. Wow. So it's, it's interesting in that regard. I just, I don't, I don't see the transition being as seamless as people think. His his best bet is to get him, you know, to get Paul Heyman and to yeah, do the Brock Lesnar path, just book him as a killer. And uh, and then see what happens. So yeah, but even Brock had a year to like yeah you know, learn. You're right. You know yeah. So he's jumping right in. You know, I just so. don't think that's a great way f- to help yeah. a guy learn how to do it, especially in WWE. You know where everybody's so good, but I mean like, and I they don't know. have the patience anymore to build a guy they like don't. they did with Lesnar. Yeah. No, they don't. It's like Vince gets bored of people so quickly. Yeah. So, so you know what? I'm looking at the clock, and 
damn, we're like out of time and I feel oh, bad cool. because I feel like we're just getting started. So, um, I, we got to do this again. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so this was, this was fun. And then next time maybe we'll just talk about something completely different or we'll just sure. keep this one going. So I want to thank you for taking time after you had a busy day. Like you said, you didn't even get to watch your favorite wrestling show. Did not. Uh, so I, I feel bad about that, but you got a good one to look forward to. Uh, by the time this airs, oh no, this is live. Yeah. Live. What am I saying? Yeah. So go watch it or probably watch it tomorrow. Cause it's pretty late. Uh, it's what 11, 10 right now. We're both in the central time zone, mm-hmm. but we're going to, we're going to wrap this up like we always do. So for JD, I'm grandpa Des and. Cup of Joe with grandpa Des. Cup of Joe with Grandpa Des. Oh, I get to hear you sing. I'm actually here, a part of your podcast. Hey, you've heard me sing before. Uh, you've you've <laughs> yeah, been to karaoke, and, yeah. and I've sung. I've sung with uh, with your husband Mike playing guitar in church. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. That was years. But my ago. very first time singing in front of people would would have mm. been that. That was like when I was like 15. I um, like the song that you sang at your mom's funeral. That was really good. What was that? Oh, um, Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it You Were Always On My Mind? Y- yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe. no, no. Or Bridge Over Troubled Water. No, you Maybe. sang Willie Nelson. Yeah, I know, but he, didn't he do that one? No, no I think I you're right. I think it was You Were Always On My Mind. I think that's yeah. probably, you're probably right. So what are you drinking? I just got water. I'm boring today. But I got that a, It's in a Winnipeg Jets cup, so. See, I would have got Tim Hortons, like a Tim Hortons ice cap for this, but we're actually recording this now late at night. Ooh, because Paul is a night owl like me, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, no, I'm not going to drink an ice cap with all that. Eating, eating on camera. So <laughs> yesterday, and this would be four days ago as we're recording this, for anybody watching, they might know this story. Um, I was, we were supposed to record and um, before that, I do my weekly podcast, and we always start at like 9.55, almost on the button. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching TV, and I was not feeling very well, so I took some NyQuil. And then I'm watching TV, and I crashed. And, oh. and then about 10.45, like I'm woken up because my watch is vibrating, and I'm getting a text. And uh, where are you? Did you fall asleep? And Because and, I'd done that once before. And uh, so, yeah, so we didn't start recording till about 11 and uh, we didn't finish till about 1230. So we would have had to been delayed anyways if we would have done it yesterday. So um, what time do you usually go to bed? Like two. And then and then I'm up at, you know, six thirty seven. But I work from home, so it's it's easy, you know. Yeah, Um, but do you have a nap during the day? Sometimes I'll take a nap at lunchtime. Cause I get 40, oh. I get 45 minutes for lunch. So I, you know, and it's nice and easy when you're at home. So, um, and then sometimes at night, you know, like in the evening, I'll, I'll just take a quick nap after Anne gets home from work. So anyways, <laughs> that's, uh, so, when, so you're living, so you're living in a new place now. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't even been to your place. So that's like the first I've seen it is what I'm looking at right now. Yes. Um, yeah. So how do you, uh, how are you liking it? The Christmas tree is just standing there for now with those boxes. Those are all the Christmas gifts and stuff. So we're going to be moving all that tomorrow. We're actually setting up our Christmas tree early this year. 
But today I finished wrapping all my Christmas presents. And so did that last week. Boxes over there. Yeah, we're early, but I love living out here. So yeah, yeah it's um, awesome. You guys should move out here. So I should tell people because uh, I mean, a lot of your people, your fans, and you've got fans, fans. Uh, but will be watching this yeah, and they know I've who you are. <laughs> but the people that, you know, I think probably most of the people that have been watching these shows so far aren't going to recognize you. And Darlene is my aunt, my mom's, uh, my, my late mom's sister, but we're mm -hmm. like really close in age. You're only a couple of years older than me. And uh, we grew up almost like brother and sister. So yeah. um, it's cool. You're an author. I'm a writer of sorts. Um, yeah, and yeah, thank you. I mean, I've done one book and uh, I think, so our books, they were like pretty close to around the same time, like with maybe within a year of each other, eh? Like yeah, yours was first. that is so funny that we were yeah. both writing books at the same time. Yeah, because you you did yours first. Uh, was it like yeah. 2004, your first book? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I have your- but That would be your... like 18 years ago. Wow. Yeah, almost now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I had your, oh, here we go. I do have your list of books here. I um, remember I started blogging. Oh, out of stock. Your the your first book is out of stock right now. Uh, okay. It doesn't Which say, oh, uh, the one you I didn't want me, the one you didn't want me to remember, mention. <laughs> yeah, it's um, terrible. It's um, so, so, and then if you see on the ticker, the reshaping it all, that book, that that's, and it says co-author, that is the, um, you co-wrote that with Candace Cameron, who most people are probably going to recognize as uh, the star of Full House. Yeah, um, and, yeah. And you got to meet her online, right? I met her in person like three times too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so March 2006, it says. So you released this in 2006. What, reshaping so, it all? No, Mom Complex. Oh, so, Mom so Complex. So maybe mine was first then because I'm sure yeah. I did mine in 2005. Um, wow. because, yeah, because if you remember my book, um, there, the guy, the wrestler in it dies and it can, and he had addiction problems, spoiler alert. And, uh, it came out around the same time as a fa very famous wrestler, uh, died Eddie Guerrero. And we just had the 16th anniversary of his death. So oh, wow. at the time that this came out, oh no. So yeah. So it would have been, oh, you know what? It would have been the next year. That's right. So maybe the same year, 2006. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yours have got a little more fanfare than mine. I was on, I did a book signing at the mall. You did yours in a nice big theater. It was really yeah. cool. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It wasn't that the book was doing so well. It was just that no, I no, was just... make a big fanfare about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a big that deal. Was, it was so much fun. That was a great night. I loved it. And honestly, for you and me, really, too, but you especially, like for you, to write a book and then now write several, um, you know, and dozens really, um, is, is almost a miracle, like considering, you know, like what you've had to deal with in your life and, yeah. you know, and, and the issues you had in school and stuff. So, yeah, you did know, you like, know, I failed grade 12 English. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you like, so you had, yeah. it's it dyslexia, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, struggled I, a lot in school. And what's yeah. really funny is that Madison as well, Madison really struggled in school. She was terrible with grammar. You would and struggled with English. And Madison's book is doing really well online now. Too. Yeah. She's I've seen on that. her on her second book that's really like her own kind of thing. Right. But yeah. she's also done like busy books and stuff. But her little Bible studies for kids, they're awesome. 
I know. I, I, I saw one of her books and I was, I was really impressed. Um, you know, and, and I, like I said, I, I've always wanted to do another book, but the first one was so easy and I just yeah. don't think it would be easy after that because it kind of wrote itself. So people talk about it as an accomplishment and I guess it is. I don't really think of it as that because the story was in my head and I just had to write it down. So um, for, for, for another book, I would actually have to do work and like figure out a story and flush out characters and stuff. And, and, you know, so, you know, if it was going to be a novel, I mean, it would be a whole other thing to like, write, you know, like maybe like my life story or something. Yeah. Like that, that would be really interesting to hear about. Well, it'd life be story. a lot like that other book actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and plus the problem is I'm old and, and I'll probably like make stuff up and forget things. And, yeah. you know, so we're both, we're, we're both, well, I'm old. You're not old. I'm well, old. we're a little bit opposite in that you didn't struggle in school. You were very, you were smart. Yeah. But I, I was lazy. That's the problem. Mm. Um, you know, so I don't know, like I, I could have done so much better, I, I think, but yeah, I wanted to you look like you're looking at the controls on your computer. No, there. I'm, I am. I'm trying to, I had something set up. I wanted to show people and I'm, ah. I'm having a hard time finding it now. Um, Do you have your book behind you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it there. Uh, so <laughs> it is hiding below my shoulder. Um, so you, right beside the Blues Brothers poster, it's like two over from that. Uh, wait, I'm ah, blocking okay, it. Okay, okay. I'm blocking it. There we go. You see, there's three ah. books there, and mine's the one in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So, so where is this podcasting room that you have? Is this in your basement okay. or on the yeah. main floor? Yeah, this oh. is. So this is my, actually my office for work, too. And uh, it's, so it used to be Sydney's room. Um, so Sydney's my uh, second youngest daughter who moved out a couple of years ago. And mm -hmm. yeah, so we converted it into an office when the pandemic started and, and now I've got all my equipment here set up. So behind me there, you see that computer is, I actually originally bought that for podcasting and then turns out mm -hmm. that the sound isn't very good off of it. It's a, just a Chromebook. So I got to get a better mm -hmm. one, but the one I'm using right now does fine. Um, it's all about the audio. So why are you working at home? Oh, uh, cause I can. Is this, a, um, is this a COVID thing? Like now? Well, it started that COVID way, thing? but. Yeah. we're hoping it's going to be permanent. Like I go into the office oh. one day a week, but the thing is like my job can be done. I mean, that's the reason is because my job that's can be, awesome. be done from it is because I'm saving like an hour and a half a day in driving. Um, yeah. you know, so the, so that's cool. But I mean, it's, you know, it, it there, it's not necessarily guaranteed that it's going to be permanent. Um, it just all depends, but I've kind of been yeah. a proponent of that. Cause I think if the government can have more people doing that, and as long as the work's getting done, they can save money on office space and, um, you know, and, and expenses that way. And then you got happier employees and you might keep people around longer. It's just, it's really key to make sure people are actually working. And, and that's the thing. So my job is, you know, my job always gets done. So, um, it, it's, yeah. uh, it's awesome. So, so yeah, you and, your, you and your friend were, uh, reviewing movies the other day. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, Chris. So that's going to be a regular thing. And what I was going to ask you, since it's almost Christmas time, is what's yep. your favorite Christmas movie? So whenever people ask me that, um, I always just say Die Hard. And it's almost as a joke. Oh, um, that's Because funny. it is a joke. Yeah. Like, people don't really think it's a Christmas movie. Um, well, in the, same, I don't really... in the same vein as that, uh, Uncle Buck, um, we're watching yeah. that tomorrow. And that okay. one's also 
one of those, it's a Christmas movie, but it's not the same as Die Hard because it right. has a little bit of, it's at the holiday season when it takes place. So I was like, we're picking our favorite. Right. And I'm like, so yeah, the I'm one that I, the one that I would say it probably really is more of a Christmas movie, even though it's not so much about Christmas. So I guess that would be the same thing as Uncle Buck and that's Home Alone, um, the original. Well, Home Alone right. is very much about Christmas, though. Okay, well, there you go. Then then yeah. it is. Because I love the scene at like the end. Same, it's almost like the same characters from one show into the other. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's why we watched Home Alone, and I'm like, oh, I have to see Uncle Buck now. It's been forever yeah. since I saw it. And John Candy is hilarious. So, so for me, yeah. I was always more into, like, the Christmas specials. So, like, Rudolph, I love. Um, Rudolph, the I can watch. Like, the original Claymation. Oh, from yeah. Yeah, with the yeah. with the with the snow monster and Burl Ives singing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I just love that. And then you know, like the frosty ones are are okay too. And Charlie Brown Christmas is great. Um, yeah. You know, all those old classic ones that. You they remember just when we were young? You'd get the TV guides, and yep. then you would check at Christmas time to see what Christmas specials were going to be oh, on. Oh yeah. Oh, we'd and love I, it. We would like circle them all. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and then, then we also watched um the parades, the Chris the Santa Claus parades. I don't yeah. know if kids do that now, watching them on TV. That seems so dumb. well, definitely not my kids. I, I <laughs> probably not your kids either. No, um, my kids weren't uh, interested in that at all, but we loved it. Speaking of Christmas movies, I'm gonna have a, a director on next week uh that you set me up with the interview and, and he's yeah. got a Christmas movie coming out. So I gotta watch that and then uh, we're gonna talk about and, it. So I saw his Christmas movie and it's okay. really good. So you're yeah. going to love it. Yeah. Is there, so is it's there any, like, are there any like stars in it that I would recognize or do you know? Oh yes, there is one. Okay. I can't remember who it is. I think well, it's I'll the know. warden. Okay. I think the okay. warden is someone, but originally I think Tom Schneider was going to be playing the role, you know, from the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there was an older guy. Him being in that at first, but I really liked the cast that they landed up with. Oh, and Sally, well, I don't want to get her name wrong, Field? but the one who plays the mother, I think, does so, Sally Kirkland make sense? Sally uh, Kirkland, I think. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. He's I like mean, there's the, Sally the Kirkland, Sally Field, Sally Struthers. It's not it's not Sally Fields or Sally Struthers, but okay. I think it's Sally Kirkland. And it's just Sally Kirkland. Home. So yeah, I'll yeah. I you know I'll probably recognize like these those kind of movies. Like I think I know the kind of movie that it is, and like we'd see them at camp. Uh, you know, when we go down to yeah. um um the Manhattan Beach, um they would show those those movies all the time. Um and uh so I, I always like them and they always have like people that you don't realize, you know, are Christian actors that would be in these movies. Oh, and yeah, they do yeah. Them almost as a labor of love, you know, cause they're probably not making a ton of money. I I'm assuming, um, doing know. them. So, yeah. So that, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Remember the ones that we would watch in the seventies. Yeah. Like at Evangel Chapel, they were terrifying. Oh movies. gosh. Yeah. I mean, it all turned around with, um, probably, um, the Kirk Cameron movies, right? Like left behind and that, like that's when they yeah. started actually having a budget and getting people stars that people knew and and whatnot so you kind of get people watching them and they're like a lot of them they're funny and they're very well written and very well produced yeah um, i love the war room it's really really okay, good i don't think i know that one but i'll the war room write it is down great. i actually will write that down right now in my little yeah you've got to watch that one that's really the good. war room yeah okay see the thing yeah, i was going to show i'm going to see 
I gotta, I'm, I'm trying to see, I, I should be able to do this. Uh, no, cause it's not, no, I'm not going to be able to show. Oh, here, wait a minute. Maybe this here, wait, here we go. You're going to see some behind the music thing here. Uh, okay. So you're going to see my screen. Do you see that? Oh, there we are. Yeah, I'm so this, cute. this is, uh, <laughs> this would be about 1988, I would say maybe 89. Uh, I was living. Yeah, probably 1988. That's when I got married. Yeah. yeah. So that's when you were at, um, and I was, we were working Wait. together. We were working together at a carpet cleaning place doing telemarketing. Is that a selfie? Did we uh, take probably. a selfie? Well, there either you that go. or, either that or it would have been, either that or it would have been somebody like, I don't even know who would have taken it. Um, know. you know, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been grandma. Um, maybe Angela, if she was around, but she would have been maybe. very young. She'd yeah. have been like seven or eight See, and she wouldn't. When you say that you're my nephew, what yeah. see a lot of my friends wouldn't know, or my the people who read my blog wouldn't know, is that you're almost like a brother to me. Because well, I said that earlier, yeah. Did you say that that you lived yeah. with us? You well, I didn't mention that. Don't tell that story. Um, well, that's the second time that you lived with us. Yeah, <laughs> you lived yeah, with us when you were a baby, and then you moved in. Third with time, us. then third time because we 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 lived cool. with you when we moved back from Victoria when. Uh, this is when you were dating your first husband, um, oh, when you're first okay. dating. Yeah. And yeah. that would have probably for like two or three months. Um, yeah. I can't remember what street you lived on, but it was um, by close to Glenlawn Collegiate. And I was going yeah. to St. George School. And then and then the second time, or that was the second time if I lived with you when I was a kid and I don't remember that. And then the third time was when I was an adult and I needed a place to stay and, and you guys let me live with you. And that was before you had kids. So I was living in your basement and, and there's uh, a, there is one funny story. No. Yes. No, no. You don't you don't I, even I, know. I, what I'm it gonna is. cut this off if, if you tell the story <laughs> I think you're gonna tell. We'll just end it. You, you like, have no idea what it is. Well, it it better not be what I think it is, or this thing's ending. So I don't you can know try you to start. It's well, <laughs> it, it, it's not gonna be about I don't even want to give a hint because the, even the hint is gross. It's about um, no about clothing. Okay, clothing. go ahead then. Go ahead then. Okay. I don't know what you were going to say. Wow. I only remember good things. So I wouldn't okay, say. Okay. Well, this about. one was not good. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can only imagine what it was. I can now, only some imagine. things are coming back to me, but no. So what I remember is one time I, I used to have this Argyle sweater in the 80s. They were like, well, they're still popular now. It just depends on what style you get, right? But they kind of look like they are either for men or women. But I had one that when I, it was in the laundry and you had your room in the basement. So I went to see you at work one day and you were sitting behind the desk because you were running the phone rooms. I was a manager, yeah. When I walked in there, I just went, because I saw you were wearing my top and you said, don't say anything. You did just like you did now on the podcast. Okay. You were like, well, well this no, okay. So that's not the story. I mean, and the, yeah, because you only had, I think you only had the one bathroom in your house. Maybe you had two. And yeah. I was in the basement and the bathroom yeah, was yeah. really far away. Yeah. So we'll just leave it there. Um, but yeah, you guys were nice enough to let me stay with you and, uh, you know, and that helped me out at a time I really needed it. So that was cool. And then we, when we, when I got, when I got 
married, we lived like only a couple blocks from each other. And when you and Anne were both pregnant and we yeah, used to we get together and play cards. Yeah. And now yeah. our kids are friends, second generation. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know how much they see each other anymore, but probably about as often as me and you do. Well, no, but they um, went to high school together. And yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, yeah. they grew up almost like brothers, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you're, I mean, you had, you had him and then Madison's quite a bit younger than him. And then the next oldest brother is like, what, seven years younger. So um, for him, it was, it was kind of like me and Charlene, you know, like um, my, my yeah. cousin who was, was in that picture yeah. that I showed, we were like brother and sister too. Mm -hmm. And then our siblings were both a lot younger. So when you were the youngest sibling, so it all kind of worked out. And uh, yeah, you know, since we, I had like five older sisters, I was kind of almost closer in age to well, yeah. I was closer in age to you than I well, was to Bonnie, like some bon, older yeah. ones. Bonnie like was Alice. closer to you, but he um, is you know like two years older. years older than me, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Dallas is maybe yeah, sixteen, maybe. I well, 14 years older than me, probably. Okay, yeah. And and for me, I'm like, my next oldest sibling is like uh, Mindy, and she's like eight years younger than me. And then Andy and Jessica are both 11 years younger. So Wow, that yeah. is a big age span. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and then for me, like I, you know, growing up, I kind of almost raised them. So, wow. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the thing. I don't know if you can see it. Like I said, at the start. Yeah, so we're almost... We're almost out of time. We're going to have to do this again. And I feel like we barely even talked about anything. But, you know, I'm sure hopefully the people listening enjoyed it. Um, I yeah. Did you have um, – so did you say oh, – did you say what your favorite Christmas movie was? It's definitely Home Alone. Okay. Okay. So yeah. we got that in common. Yeah. I saw and that I with Anne. And, did you see that with Mike in the theaters? I saw it with Anne in the theaters. I don't remember. That's a good okay. question. Yeah, but we, we just did. saw Home Alone 3 came out the other day. Oh, and like it, no, not Home Alone three. Home, the brand new Home Alone. Oh yeah, home, is it Home Alone again? Yeah. Home okay. Sweet is, home. Please no, tell me home, that is he the dad now or something or Home Sweet Home Alone? No, but his brother Kieran? has a little part. Uh, okay. Buzz. No, okay, the brother. But, the oh, the brother from the movie. Okay. Buzz, yeah. I just saw Macaulay Culkin's brother host Saturday Night Live. He was hilarious. Um, oh, his real brother. Yeah, Cheers. yeah, it was just a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and and they he showed a scene from so when Home Alone came out thirty years ago, uh, he hosted SNL Macaulay Culkin, and he got to be in a couple sketches. Oh, that's um, funny. As as a as a seven year old kid, and then they showed at the end when they you know when they do the credits and they're all like hugging and shaking hands and everything. Uh, Kevin Nealon lifts him up onto his shoulders, and then he starts going like this. <laughs> you know like posing and stuff for the camera like just going crazy so then at the end of this week's episode two of the cast members picked him up and he started doing it again it was really cool oh that's yeah so cool. that's right he was great i i would recommend like youtube uh you know what what you're watching this on youtube kieran culkin maybe because i'm talking about kieran culkin it'll show up as a suggested video that's how these things work oh yeah i'll hashtag kieran culkin in the thing so, so yeah, will show up as suggested on his channel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everybody, uh, if you don't know uh, my aunt Darlene, uh, check out uh, timewarpwife.com. Um, I've told, I've mentioned this to a few people I work with that I think would be really interested in what you mm -hmm. do. And so hopefully you'll get, you know, some more readers out of it. And for people that maybe are checking this thing out for the first time, uh, check out some of the older videos um, on the playlist. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the, um, the conversations are all very different. And Darlene, you've watched, I think, 
most of them, if not all. And yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all people you maybe You'll won't have to know. Come but... back next week when my friend Ricky Borba is on here. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky. What's his last name again? I should know. Borba. Borba. Okay, Ricky. Borba. Ricky Borba. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm gonna have him on, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, so and then for next week, yeah, I've also got um, lined up is a guy Brady Childs who is a, a writer for uh, a baseball website. And uh, mm. one more guest to be determined. So, um, yeah, that's uh, so check those out next week. And uh, I guess that's about it. Unless there's anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, nope. That okay. was good. All there right. So, we'll close. all right. We'll close it off the way we always do. Okay. Cup of Joe with Grandpa Desk.